I don't want to spend eight dollars yeah. on like a pint of ice cream, but like, yo, they went to jail fighting for people that they don't have to give a fuck about. Like they are rich, <laughs> and uh, yo, it's it's cool. Like honestly. of the scoped exposure podcast uh take two because my audio recorder was on the fritz um i am super excited to be doing some facetime with naraya from the band prime louisville straight edge uh, thanks so much for sitting down with me today thank you for having me and uh naraya has been cool enough to do this on his lunch break so we're gonna you know i don't know the the length of this podcast but we're just gonna kind of cut to the chase um as far as uh you know you were mentioning uh, things as far as getting into music kind of before I realized that we were having some, some issues, but can you just uh, quickly kind of do the Coles notes again of um, how you at least got into music and how you got into hardcore overall? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, like my, uh, my parents were really into music and then uh, I started going to a high school that was like, it was like really small, but uh, me and my friends all kind of like gravitated towards like, my friends specifically like gra- gravitated towards like like mall metal and like hot topic like metalcore and things like that and so like right so I, I, w- I was also into that um but i was really into punk and stuff coming up so like my or like early punk ramones clash like that kind of like punk before dc punk um and my friend basically like saw that and he was like oh well, like if you're into this stuff like let me like let me like take you to shows and stuff. And he started taking me to like hardcore shows. And I remember he gave me a copy of uh, songs to scream at the sun by have heart. And was like, you'll probably be into this. And that's like the record that like, to this day, I quote is like making me straight edge. Like I just remember hearing it and being like, I want to do whatever these guys tell me. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, it just, and since then it's just, it just never stopped. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my friends from high school, like, went on got like jobs moved all that shit but like i just like never never like stopped with hardcore like that was like it for me it was yeah. all i ever wanted to do yeah it's a very weird thing to realize on how some people can be so in and out when it comes to this genre of music over like on a, as an umbrella term but for me there's no like expiry date or like idea of like yeah i'll probably not be you know listening to bands and going to shows and and playing shows like um you know we we mentioned before we initially met at snow and flurry fest um in minneapolis back in november and you know there was a couple bands like advent or relentless or empire down even they're just like they're older dudes they had their kids on the side of the stage and you know fist bumping their dad in between songs so um you know, that, that might like be you or I in, in the next uh, 10, 15 years or so. Um, that's, a, that's a goal, honestly. I, I I will do this as long as my, my body lets me pretty much. Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, we were mentioning kind of uh, before we were recording, um, you know, the, the, the point of where you are, geographically speaking, in Louisville, Kentucky, and then, um, uh, you know, where we first met, being in uh, Minneapolis, um, you know, those are two key cities as far as, um, I guess, 
very sad stories of people losing their lives to police brutality. Um, them, those people being George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Um, and I would love to maybe dive in and talk about, you know, what's going on in those cities. Like geographically speaking, I'm sure that you can speak maybe better to what's happening in Louisville, like on the ground. Um, but yeah. you know, Minneapolis is, you know, a drive away for you. So, um, yeah, tell me about like, just overall kind of what's going through your mind during this, this time, especially being in, in Louisville and having a lot of these events hit really close to home for you. Yeah. I mean, um, my first thought, like, it's like, obviously like super tragic and like, man, I fucking, I, I hate the police, honestly. Um, but like, I have been truly blown away in, Louisville at least that like how much the community has like like really rallied behind this Brianna Taylor was uh was was killed by LMPD uh about well probably close to two months now yeah uh and like her family her family tried to like bring it up and and see what was happening and stuff like that but there was no like immediate like there was immediate action, but not to the level that it is now. And like, just like watching what happened with George Floyd in Minneapolis and like that kind of stuff. I just feel like it really, like it made us realize like, yo, we have to like take care of our business here. And so like, honestly, I just stopped going out every night, uh, being like frontline protesting like a couple nights ago because my body was shot. But honestly, like I've been out every night, a lot of Louisville hardcore has been out in droves like every single night. And like, it's just been like really great to see the community, like, like rally behind something as like forcefully as they have. It really means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like it has come up on a, a couple of podcasts uh, previous to this, but like, you know, getting into hardcore, like, you know, five, six, seven years ago for myself, like I, I, I mentioned this on on the episode that came out uh, just a couple of days ago, but uh, when I was getting into it and hearing like people say "fuck the police" in between songs and things like that, at first I was like, "Oh, like in my very white privilege attitude, I was like, oh, that's when you get like pulled over for speeding or something like that." But understanding that is like the tip of the iceberg versus the much larger issue at place here, and I think hardcore overall educates that pretty upfrontly while it's kind of like becoming apparent to the rest rest of the world right now yeah for sure i mean um honestly you never really know how a community is going to like react until you're kind of just like thrown into it you know what i mean like like everybody says fuck the police but they're definitely probably like communities and like scenes and things like that like in general across the u.s who aren't making like the moves you know what i mean to like back that up and i'm just really glad that that's not the case here like it's just been like united front everybody's just down it's been it's been like like really good because yeah it is like it's it's a much bigger issue than just like you know when you get pulled over and you get a ticket and you're you're, like pissed about it or like something like that it's like it's like deep-rooted stuff and i'm one of like there's like a few black people in Louisville hardcore, but not like a lot. Right. Um, and you just never really know how people are going to react whenever it's like not 
technically like there, like fight to fight, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've just been, just been blown away by like my friends and the people who I have spent the last like five or six years of my life, like with, I've been just blown away by like their support and everything. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the, you know, the, the things that, you know, people are realizing now, it's like, there is a difference, you know, if we're going back to that, like being pulled over for speeding example, um, there is a difference if you're a white person, um, versus if you're someone of color, there's already Mm -hmm. a, a preconceived, um, agenda that's in place or like notions of like treating people differently. So, you know, uh, I, I think it's, it's truly, um, rewarding to see like you said the 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 community come together and you know mm-hmm. big corporations um you know i think i saw like ben and jerry's was like uh yeah. the huge text like we must destroy white supremacy and like lots of people are just putting out their pr statements um and you know that's ben and jerry's is the most like down like they went to jail like i'm like like i will never <laughs> <laughs> they got locked up for protesting. Like, that is like that's like what I want to see from like people who have like the money and privilege to not give a fuck. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're just like, yo, like we're gonna be fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's like what I I like to see from people. You know what I mean? It's and it makes me like it makes me want to support them. Like I don't want to spend eight dollars yeah. on like a pint of ice cream, but like, yo, they went to jail fighting for people that they don't have to give a fuck about like they are rich and uh yo it's it's cool like honestly do you think um you know that was maybe a realization for them when they're actually put in the not in the shoes necessarily but like they were because that's the thing that's really scary seeing now is that police don't they're treating everyone uh like it, it doesn't matter what skin tone they have it's like you could be a 65 year old man and get pushed by the police and then you're bleeding from your ears. Um, but you know, potentially them being, having to go to jail, like really like woke them up in a sense, like, Oh, like this is a daily thing for so many Americans, Canadians. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's like, I think it's like a wake up call for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, I just bought, I went to jail. It's so funny. I went to jail um, like four days after I got back from Snow and Flurry, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, you you it, tweeted yeah. like, oh, it's a shame that uh, Scope didn't post the prime set from Snow and Flurry before I went to jail. I was like, wait, what's the story here? So I'm, I'm glad this is coming yeah, yeah. I went to jail on like like literally like expired tags and a, uh, a missed court date. Um and I had just bought like a new car and everything. And literally I went to jail, got my car impounded and everything like that. Like, like literally as soon as I got back and I just remember being like, damn, yo, this is like this. It just is what it is. Honestly. Like I just, you know what I mean? There's really no getting away from it. i really like try to be like, or in the past I've really tried to be like, oh man, like whatever. Like, being black it's just it's just who i am but like i don't know like when i was younger i was like i don't know that it plays as much of a factor into things as like maybe people older than me think and things like that and then like 
sitting in jail. I'm like, damn, yo, I probably would have walked away from that if I had been white. I probably would have just gotten a ticket, another ticket. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um it's super eye opening, like seeing the comparisons of like people getting far worse sentences and then showing like here's a a white dude, a racist white dude who like you know shot people and killed people, and he got a a much smaller sentence and got off early because of good behavior i'm like it's absolutely fucked that that is happening on a far more regular basis um yeah i mean even uh even now the uh one of the officers who was present and arrested for uh for george george floyd's death um he just got got released on bail like like yesterday i think yeah 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 it's so it's so disheartening to see that the system just doesn't uh it doesn't change it doesn't really matter you know what i mean like it's it's really disheartening and i'm in like a group chat with a bunch of like black people that started because of all this stuff where we just check in on each other Mm. and you know it's like it's really really hard to see just like damn is anything we're doing like actually matter like that dude like was chilling watched someone die did not stop his homie spent five days in jail after they literally burned the city down, right. like literally burned the city down. And then they just crowdfunded his his bail and he just got released. He's like, she's at home with like his kids and stuff like that. It's like, it's a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's truly just, um, and, and, and like, I, I don't think it, it would be right to say like nothing is changing. Like there are small things, but again, like the, the scale of that, the amount of people who are protesting, the amount of money that's being raised to make sure organizations can be supported is at a, at a scale I don't think anyone in our, in our lifetimes have, has ever seen. Um, but slow changes, you know, but yeah. seeing things like that definitely, you know, make it feel like I took one step forward and then two steps backwards in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it's more just, it just feels like, it's just like, this is what we had to do to get this little bit. And then even then you like take that little bit back. Like literally we've protested in Louisville like every single night, like thousands of people like marching the streets, caravanning in their cars, locking down intersections. You know what I mean? Like we've gotten, they've like stopped with the National Guard and stuff like that. But last week, we were just going out and getting shot with pepper bullets and tear gas and stuff like that just to like go home and do it again the next night. And they still haven't like arrested the killers who were responsible for Rihanna Taylor's death. Mm-hmm. And then in Minneapolis, they're burning down precincts and things like that. They're literally like, they're, they're like booing their mayor when he's like addressing people and like shouting him out of rooms and stuff. And like, we do all that and we get this little bit where they like arrest these killers and then they just like take that little bit back. They're like, well, he's like good. He can go. Um, and it just shows how, how fucked the system is. You know what I mean? It's right. just like, it's like playing against the house. House always wins. Yeah. Yeah. I think like a, a lot of people, it, it's very clear, like the hundreds of people that they've arrested in these protests is like, realistically, you've all you needed to do was arrest these four men and, and convict them. And that's it then none like we probably wouldn't even sit be sitting here and having this conversation um but the the fact that this stems so deep 
and there's so much corruption and things that are just again pushing that idea and maybe in their minds they're just trying to wait it out um is uh is is should be the fuel for for people who are protesting to kind of keep going because you know uh we need to take care of ourselves um but you know the the fight needs to needs to continue for sure yeah absolutely i mean i don't i don't think we're I don't think we're stopping here anytime soon. Um, our mayor is a, a spineless coward um, who's, who's bought and paid for by the police. Shout out Greg Fisher. Fuck that guy. Um, I don't know what I can say on here, by the way. Can I like just like say whatever? Like, say what whatever the... you want. All right, cool, cool, cool. Just make it sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I said something crazy and then you're like, no, I have to like take that out later. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, no. Our our mayor is a spineless coward. Our uh, our police are obviously as fucked as every police system is, and you know, I just nothing's gonna stop here until until we see some results. Nothing's gonna change. Like we'll be in the streets every night. Mm. So it just is what it is. Um, to kind of shift give, gears here a little bit, Nara. Um, you know, you were mentioning uh the the Louisville hardcore scene and how. Uh, there, there's not as many um, uh, black fl- folk who are going to shows and playing in bands and whatnot. And, you know, that's been eye-opening to actually, like, realize. It's like, hmm, I'm trying to curate, like, a all black musicians or, like, even if it's just one person in a band, like a playlist. And, you know, there's, there's you know, people that I'm, you know, reaching out to to get some insights. But it's the it's it's very slim pickings versus the surplus of white dude uh in in bands so um tell me and something else that i'm noticing and i I don't i don't mean to ramble here but something that i've learned in the last uh couple weeks is that um a lot of uh people of color or black people specifically realize that they're the only uh, person of that color in the room when they you know go to a show or go to a restaurant or whatever it is so can you just kind of talk about that experience for you uh when it comes to hardcore and kind of what goes through your mind uh when you when you see that i mean um so i'm in, like wool is its own city and it's really cool but like i am in kentucky which is still part of the like the south quote unquote so like honestly i never really thought or i personally when i was like younger started going to shows and things like that it was never like a thought in my mind about being the only black person or being like one of the only black people or things like that like it was never really a thought to me because i didn't give a fuck we were all just there to just like we were all there it's like hard to explain to someone who doesn't like uh get hardcore like i've tried to explain like my mom and dad before but like we're all there for such a like singular purpose that we're looking for some like outlet or some like relief or some self-expression of some type that i'm i really don't even notice um my mom was actually uh by the way i'm like biracial my dad is mexican and my mom is black so my dad just grew up in Texas and he hung out with everyone. It didn't really matter. So he never had any like notions about like white people. Like he's like, he was one of the, he, he claims that he was one of the first like 
Hispanics or Mexicans in the state of Kentucky because he came here from the army. Yeah. And, but like, so like, I never really thought about it because my dad was just like, yo, like we, I look strange anywhere I go. So what's it, what's it, what's it matter? Um, but my mom was always the one who was like, especially even now, like I still go on tours and stuff. My mom's like, you're just going on these tours with all these, all these white people. Like you're just the only one. I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. Um, but we've got, since, uh, since I started coming to shows, I've like seen some people like come and go and things like that. And, uh, my friend Robbie, who like played bass in my old band crossed off, uh, they fronted the band Nesh for a while. Um, they're, they're a black person and, you know, we have, we've had like a few and stuff like that, but like I said, like we're in Kentucky. So it's kind of just like, it's kind of just like a thing anyway, you know? Right. Like it's kind of just like, there's not a ton of black people around to like convince to come out. And also when you get them out, it's hard to convince them to stay because it's like them and 60 white people. And like, it's like, just like this constant like struggle of making people feel like it's not like, like a setup or something like i don't really know how to explain it you know hmm. yeah that's inter- like they think that there is some kind of like um they're they're walking into a trap in a sense just because there is a sea of of uh ca- of white i guess yeah. yeah for sure i mean uh like i said my mom has said that to me all the time she's like how do you know you're not gonna get somewhere they're just gonna jump you like you're the only black person but like once again i'm lucky that that hasn't been the case everybody has been really cool no one's even like that's not even like a thought to me right. as far as like the scene here, you know what I mean? But it's definitely a thing that I wish we could find a way to like, I wish we could find a way to like reach out. But I, once again, like hardcore is so weird because people are going to come and they might stick around for six months and then they might leave. And that's like white and, or black people. And like, there's no like, there's no way to tell who's going to just be like a lifer in this. You know what I mean? Right. So like, you just kind of take what you get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, uh, we talked about this on, on the podcast before, but you know, uh, the fact, the fact that, you know, this is on everyone's lips right now, there's naturally going to be some people who have like, so-and-so said this on this date or in this context or whatever it is. So there's been some cancellation and, I think um, everyone's got different opinions on cancel culture, but I think the the main thing for this is like, even if someone said something like five years ago, um, the I think it's a better move to like hold that person accountable and like give them a quote, like for lack of a better term, a timeout of like playing in bands or being in hardcore or whatever it is um, to allow people of color, um, whatever, they are to to sh- to show that there's no tolerance for that um in in any you know in any setting yeah so i'm uh i'm a fan of that in situations that aren't aren't like right now um okay. it's like it's like really tense out right now obviously because like once one thing happens like everything kind of goes with it you know what i mean like one police officer goes down and then they're just like, yo, let's just overhaul the whole system. And you're flooded with all these like people and things, uh, things that people have said, things that people have done that are fucked up. Like you're like flooded with this like overhaul, uh, which is like 
inherently a good thing. But in the situation we're in right now, it is literally, and I like said a bunch of this on Twitter last night, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, it is inherently us, the people versus the system right now. Like that is like the battle and it's getting to this point where it's like, we're like at war with the system. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like I said it yesterday online, I don't know when this is going to come out so you can go back and look and shit. I don't give a fuck who said what in 2015. I don't care that like so-and-so did these things that were fucked up in like 2012 and now we're holding them accountable. Like I give a fuck about like, bodies on the front line with me who are there to get this thing done. You know what I mean? Like what in the past we can approach later and we can say like, Hey, like that was fucked up what you did. Like you need to be held accountable for that. But like right now it's like, for lack of a better term, like wartime. And I, there are people that I truly, truly like can't stand that. I despise that. I fucking, if I heard they fucking, fell off the face of the earth tomorrow, I would be like, good riddance. And those people are frontlining down the street from me, standing face to face, getting tear gassed, like getting shot with like pepper bullets and things like that. And for right now, those people are like, those are the people, those are my people. Those are my allies. Like, mm, yeah. And you know, like, so, so in a sense of like, um, you feel like some of those things are, like you said, like, it's good that maybe the truth is coming out, but this is not the time that, like, we should yeah, it's just, get distracted. It's just, not, yeah. it's just not the time. Like, we don't, I don't have time to flip through and find out what someone that I toured with at one point said in 2015. I don't have time for that. Like, are you going to stand and say Black Lives Matter right now? Are you going to donate money? Are you going to be about the cause? Because if you are right now, let's fucking go. Like we, we got things to do. You know what I mean? Like we can deal with your attitude or your issues later on. Just, I, we need bodies right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. And I appreciate you bringing that up because like, I think being on not even just the outside of, uh, being, being white, but also just being up here in Canada, being removed from like a big hotspot, like Louisville, that should be the mindset, like to, you know, make sure that you, um, you know, st stay sharp, uh, when, when yeah. it comes to information, when it comes to like, um, you know, things, I know like that whole, there was all those issues when people were posting like that black square. Um, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't like, like, th like that was something that a lot of people, I guess, you know, in, in myself included at first I was like, okay, I guess this is an easy thing to like maybe help, but then quickly realizing once I actually like dove into it, it's like, oh, this is actually doing more harm than good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I feel like most people like obviously like walked into something like that with like, and I feel like a lot of people just walk into most things with like good intentions. Right. But obviously it's like what's behind it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and yeah, like the spread of information is like the most important thing. And like something like those black squares, like that was like, it was like fucked because people are hashtagging Black Lives Matter and it's just this black square with no information. But you have protesters and things like that who like need to know what the next move is and stuff. And yeah, it just gets, uh, you have to stay sharp on that stuff. That's, that's all I can really say is that you just have to 
be weary of false information, be weary of people trying to like, like uh, derail the conversation, even if they mean it. I feel like it's all the same thing. Like posting those black squares, posting someone who said the N word in 2015. Like, I feel like it's like a good intention thing that right now doesn't need to be a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just keep your information right. Get the people around you right and roll out like we got we got shit to do right yeah and and you please let me know when when you got a bounce uh for i probably got another like uh, 15 or 20 minutes okay perfect um and yeah i think it's it's so crucial to you know not try to not to get bogged down of like i didn't share anything today that's helping this cause like you know i think it's important to take time to like you know consume stuff give yourself breaks but also like um you know, stay sharp because you can get tricked on certain things pretty easily if you, you know, if you're going too fast. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and like with the internet now, obviously, like you're just streams of information, like right. all the time coming at you. So, yeah, you really have to like sit, back check things and make sure that you're reading from the correct sources and stuff. And it's like it's tiring, man. Like, honestly, like it's a it's a full time job to just to just stay up and relevant all the time, but straight up, like it's just what has to be done right now. Yeah. And I, I talked about it with uh, Jordan from karma. We were just chatting about like how different this whole, um, this whole time would be if the coronavirus wasn't in the mix of all of it. Like, and, and he brought up an interesting point where he was like, I think there would be more ways that people can raise money. I'm sure there'd be a, a surplus of, you know, shows being thrown together for people to, to raise money and things like that. But maybe the turnouts wouldn't be as, uh, as huge because like people would be at work and, you know, some people might be like, fuck you boss. I'm going to this protest at 3 PM, but you know, it's, there's a lot more free time, I guess. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, I just, uh, I, I personally feel like it kind of like, like added, like, like fuel to it because like here in Louisville, like um, we were like, our state has been one of the, uh, one of the top like followers of the guidelines and stuff like that around the, the virus and stuff like that. And like Minneapolis has too. Mm. And I just, I feel like part of the rage, at least for me and a lot of things I've seen, part of the rage is just like, yo, we're not even supposed to be like outside right now yet you all still find a way to like kill people. Like how the fuck is that even a thing? <laughs> like, right. None of us are supposed to be out. Everybody's supposed to be at home, just like cooking, like going to the grocery store when you literally like absolutely have to, like no one's supposed to be doing shit. And the police are still out harassing people and things like that. And to me, that's add, that added like a fuel to me. Cause I'm like, what the fuck are you doing outside? Like just right. go home. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like the protest, I, I mean, at least in my friend group and stuff like that, a lot of us just started going back to work or haven't started going back to work yet. And so it's just like allowed people the ability to just be out every single day. Like what the fuck else is there to do? Restaurants are closed. There's nowhere to go, but Kroger or the protest. That's like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it, as, as far as, um, you know, I, I know maybe something that you can like, uh, educate people who are listening or, or watching as far as, um, I, like a lot of people have said like, fuck the police, you know, uh, 13, 12, all these things. But, um, a lot of people 
have also brought up like defunding the police and actually, you know, elaborating what defunding actually means. Because, you know, people are, you know, some people want that police budget to be zero. Realistically, it's probably not going to fully zero out. Um, that's that's probably not the reality. But as far as like, there's been plenty of things in, in our society that have be, been gradually defunded over time, things like education, healthcare. So um, what do you... What do you think is like a misconception when it comes to the term defunding the police in your eyes? Um, I mean, personally, I just, uh, when I see people say defund the police, my thought is to take that number and move it to zero. Obviously that's not in, uh, that may not be a realistic goal, but the idea that the police that the idea that a suit of riot gear for a police officer costs five times what it costs to fully equip a nurse who is dealing with coronavirus, yet somehow we have had the money to fund a cop with his riot gear and his tear gas and things like that and his like fucking like um all of his like weapons and ammunition and things like that. The fact that we have been able to fund them yet. We're not funneling our, our nurses and things like that. We're not funneling, we're not funneling money into our schools because the school, to, the like school to prison pipeline is like a real thing. You know what I mean? Like there are kids who literally just like graduate high school and they, they stay in trouble through high school and things like that. As soon as they turn 18, it's just right to jail. You know what I mean? Cause they, they made some mistakes and stuff and like we're not funding service workers to check on families we're not funding these things like a billion dollars is a lot of dollars yeah, and the, the idea that we can give billions to our our police to to play dress up to play call of duty to fucking run around and like <laughs> around and shoot unarmed protesters like the fact that we can put that money into that and not into the things that make this country or that would make this country like a great country like that's what i mean when i talk about defunding the police i mean take their money and put it into things that make the community stronger to where we don't need them yeah yeah and i like (laughs) The, the Call of Duty quote that you just brought up, like, reminded me of a podcast where they're like, man, all these cops and they're like, you know, decked out, like, uh, loadouts. Um, and just like, it's it's just truly like, what what world are we living in where like people are peacefully protesting, like no one's causing a stir. And there's people that are looking like they're on the front lines of like the Lord of the Rings movie, you know, like it's it's ridiculous um to see that happening um as far as things like you know you were mentioning like the idea is to create better communities so that we don't need the police uh that's something that i've seen too is just like the fact that um you know like if we can invest in our communities and create jobs like people who do turn to certain things that maybe the police are called on, whether it's like breaking into a house or whatever, those things will naturally go away because people will have work and won't have to, you know, figure out those things. Um, Yeah, that's definitely, um, 
that's definitely the point is to just build the community up. Also, the police are like, like known for taking people outside, for hiring people outside of a community, and then they're expected to police a community with no no knowledge of it all. They purposefully do that. Um, that's another thing that if if you're not going to take the police fund and move it to zero, move it as close to zero as possible and train people that have grown up and lived in communities and put them in the communities that they're from. Right. There's like an understanding there of like what goes down, what can happen, who did what, like there's like an understanding of things there that the police try to avoid by putting people in power who don't know shit about the community that they're policing. Yeah. And that's where a lot of issues come in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, TV or movies will like portray police as like the, the person walking down and like waving at the kids and being like, Oh yeah, I, I walk the streets every day. Like, you know, like I can't even recall the last time I've seen like a police officer just casually walking or doing rounds of that. It's mainly just being in a cruiser and, you know, like being a snake honestly like yeah for sure just lights off sitting in an alleyway waiting for someone to do something so they can jump in and and play like their little like power game i have nothing good to say about police so yeah Yeah, well this this podcast is definitely not one to uh to portray them in a good light um but uh to to shift gears a little bit because i know we got to wrap up here soon um you do vocals in a band from Louisville called Prime and uh, Straight Edge Band. Um, you know, we were mentioning Snow and Flurry is where we met, and you guys had still to this day have the shortest set uh, on on our channel. Um, can you talk to me? Uh, I don't know if the the name of the new EP "Killing the Community" is tied to uh, themes of what's going on in the world, but can you <laughs> talk to me about? Um, I guess like w- how you've taken influence from things in your life you know present and past and uh and put that into some of the the songs yeah um it's so so i named it killing the community we recorded the album back in uh i think we started in december and we finished in january or something we wrote the record and recorded it and i told them probably around the time of uh, of LDB in Louisville, like around February, I told everybody like, yo, I'm calling it Killing the Community. I had had like uh, personal issues go on where basically like I, uh, I got asked to uh, leave my parents' church for being in a, like a queer relationship. Oh. Uh, I was like a, the, uh, I was like the worship leader or whatever. And I had gotten asked to like, uh, I had gotten asked to step down by like some of the, the members there because yeah, they just like felt away, which is whatever. Like once again, we're in the South, like yeah. things fucking happen. Um, but I told them like, yo, I'm calling to kill the community. Cause it was like, it just about the idea of like loving something so much. And then it just like fucking stabbing you in the back. Mm. Um, and so that was like the initial thing. And i tried to make a point on the album that I was like, I've been in a band called cross off and all of those songs were about like just struggling as like a black man. You know what I mean? Like all, 
our record keep it together that came out two years ago now like is literally just like chock full of like learning how to like love yourself as like a brown person loving how to like learning how to like be like a person and move through life and stuff like that so i tried to make a point to like write this new prime record where it was just about like me as a person not like me as like a brown person or black person or but honestly like you just kind of forget once again that like that is like the way you're viewed by people is like a big part of how you're viewed yourself and the way i'm viewed by a lot of people is that i'm just like a big black guy (laughs) so in and i drive like a black tinted out Cadillac and so like the way I'm like viewed by people is that I like as a threat and so I tried to make a point to not write about like the black struggle or anything like that but like after February coronavirus hit and I was like wow killing the community has this like other meaning now Mm -hmm. because like black people are contracting coronavirus at like a higher rate because they don't have access to healthcare and things like that like white people do right. and then all this shit went down with Breonna Taylor and um, George Floyd and David McCady um, or McAtee over that was a guy who the National Guard killed here during the protest yeah um, all that stuff went down and I was like fuck like this record is literally just like a record about just like being black again and like all these like mental health struggles that come with just like existing in the skin in your skin you know what i mean um yeah yeah that it's it's really crazy to hear on how much it evolved even just in a few months and how you know like especially like i know a lot of people are like resharing like um that uh jesus peace song where it's talking about like um the revolution has begun and and all those kind of things so it's 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 kind of a weird serendip serendipitous thing to see things take a new light for things to come back around um as far as the the details on that uh on that release um can you talk to me like you guys have put it out on Bandcamp, i'm pretty sure so the record was supposed to come out on may 29th um may 28th i turned 24 and that was like the first day of the protest there and of the protest here anyway uh minneapolis had started a little bit before but it was the first day of the protest here and literally like it's supposed to come out on the 29th and the 28th we're in the streets protesting and they're like it was like insane like we they were like trying to flip over like one of the like cop like wagons that they used to like bring people and um someone like open fired into like the crowd of protesters with like live rounds like some like right wing like fucking hick like piece of shit like shot off and like tried to shoot into the crowd and start shit and uh yeah it just um it didn't feel right to put it out and so we like waited and we were like we'll just wait we'll just put it out some other time like whatever like there's no rush on it um but i forgot i had forgotten that i had like submitted it to no echo to for them oh, to release yeah. it and everything so no echo still did the write-up and put the record out and it came out like the next friday i think like june 6th or 7th and it came out and i was texting uh jake and olivia they run bad mouth they're in that band gadget um but they're putting the tapes out and i was texting them i was like i guess we'll push the record today 
and none of us really wanted to do it. So basically we were just like, well, it'll just stay up and the people who find it, find it. And when we decide that now is the time to like push a record and then we'll push the record. So you can find it if you go on no echo. Um, it won't be up on streaming services. I don't know when this episode is coming out, so it might be, but for right now it's like not up on any streaming services or anything like that. Like it's just kind of out for people to hear um as is but yeah we just yeah we didn't really feel comfortable like with such a massive movement going on trying to like push a record about even if it is like tied to that movement or like has themes to do with it and something that we just all kind of felt like yo like this is something way bigger than like hardcore right now like this is like the world you know yeah yeah and i think like you know you mentioning uh that point earlier is like there's stuff to do. Let's not get distracted with like the, or pulling hairs on certain things. Um, but I, I am personally excited to hear that record. And, um, uh, I think I was messaging Nick about it and I'm like, Oh, I, yeah, I want to put it on the playlist. And he's like, Oh, we're, we're tied up. So, uh, whenever that comes up, uh, we'll definitely be pushing it. Um, definitely, uh, a band that uh is doing some good stuff especially in the straight edge community as well um Nariah, before we kind of uh finally go here is there anything else that you want to say anything you want to plug um uh, or any uh final tidbits before we wrap up the show um yeah if i can just like say some like wild shit for a second you don't care yeah sure. uh, <laughs> um yo it's straight up like if you support the police, if they're your friends, like if like someone that you're related to, like is a cop or anything like that, like I mean it when I say like fuck all of them. Like there isn't like a good cop. There is no good officer. As soon as you put your badge on and like your blue dickies or whatever the fuck you put on, like as soon as you, as soon as you put that bullshit on and you go out, you are enforcing laws for corporations and or beings that are far more powerful than us normal people and you are a fucking scumbag also i want to say i've seen a lot of like things online this week about like black people who are police or black people who um don't align themselves with the black lives matter movement or things like that there's been like a lot of that going on i just want to say like uh i can't think of that band specifically Oh, that band like Bad Wolves or whatever. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Anybody who like like thinks like that as a black or brown person, like you are a fucking like traitor to your community, and no one, no one respects you. Like the white people that you're caping for don't respect you, and now you've lost the ability to even look back at your like brothers and sisters of color and look for their respect, like no one respects you. Mm. And um, yeah, just fuck Greg Fisher, our mayor. Um, Andy Bashir is our governor. He's not doing shit right now. Uh, fuck him. Fuck Mitch McConnell, our senator or whatever. Like, yeah, I might be on like a watch list or some shit after this shit comes out, but. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope not. Um... But I, I truly think that, you know, the time is crucial for um, being active online in the streets, donating. Um, but I, I really hope that 
the these realizations really push people to to get out um, into the polls and and vote for people vote people of of these powers that have always been able to stay in office let's get them out let's get some good moral people in office fighting for uh, for all all races um, sure. but specifically the the ones that are oppressed so uh, Naraya, how do people keep up with uh, Prime? Uh, you on social media? Any tags that I can put at the um, end here? I think our the Prime Instagram is like Prime five hundred two XXX or something like that. Um, that's the best way. I I don't even know my fucking handles or anything right now. I'll be honest. It'll it'll be below here um, and. Uh, It'll be in the show notes if you're listening to it. Um, but Naraya, yeah, I really just follow my back. That's like the important thing. Yeah. Uh, but Naraya, I really appreciate you giving me some time out of your day. I know uh, you got to get back to work here. So uh, again, I really appreciate you uh, chatting with me. No, thanks for thanks for having me. It's been it's been good. I hope I didn't hope I didn't scare anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Just just education, which I appreciate.